My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower Black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creatives Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to hold space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Vanessa Stokes, a photographer and community organizer based in Chicago. She's also the founder of VS Creative Consulting, LLC, an artist representative firm where her main client is her late father, who opened the first Black-owned photography studio in Chicago in 1969. Vanessa has hosted a series of art pop-ups, workshops, classes, performances, and artist residencies in public places underutilized in the Austin community in Chicago. She created the Art and Culture Committee at Austin Town Hall Park to offer a space for artists to create, showcase, and sell their art, and to expose the neighborhood to arts programming. Join us as we discuss placemaking, how to create positive stories, fear, and the importance of public art to serve communities. Hi, Vanessa. How are you? I'm great. Hi, how are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So excited to have you on here. Thank you for inviting me, Vicki. I'm I'm really excited to share. Awesome. Well, I always love to listen and learn about my guests and just kind of understand their background. So I always love to start with this question about just like your start and, you know, when you really realize the power of your art and that this was something you wanted to do? Oh, uh, well, so, <laughs> so I'm just thinking like, I've had so many different things that I've done in my life. You know, when I read through the questions, you know, I, um, I think everything that I've done has led me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there were some things that happened to me in my life that that really led me down the path of an artist. Mm. For, for many years, though, I didn't know what that was. Like, I've always been really creative, right? Yeah. But I never really knew what it was. But I've always I've always been led um, just through community. You know what I mm. mean? That's what kind of led me to where I am. So it started when I was a teenager. Okay. And I was introduced to this, this like teen nightclub. And I think I was like 14 when I first went, I was like a freshman in high school. Mm -hmm. And um, it was called Medusa's. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but this was like in the late eighties. 
and um, I went to this teen nightclub and I was blown away. I was blown away. I went by myself too. That was the other thing. Yeah. I knew there were some people that I knew they were going to be there because I called some friends and they were like, oh yeah, we're going to be there. We're gonna be there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go, you know? So <laughs> I just jumped on the bus at the time we were living in Lakeview and we lived off of Belmont. So I took the Belmont bus down and, you know, just went into this teen nightclub and was just like, wow, you know, and that was literally my home until I was, I don't know, 21, 22. Wow. Like every week, every time they were open, I was there. So it was like, that's what was my real start to like, community and what it means to to be with people that are like-minded and I and I and I've been like really trying to recreate that my whole life Mm. the different spaces you know what I mean and I really got that when Dave Medusa who was the creator of Medusa's he passed away this year I just started to to just reflect on that time of my life and I started to see like oh my god like this is what I'm doing. I'm creating community, you know, like, and that's what I've been, you know, like I've been part of so many different communities. I think where I am now is like that, that's what, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Um, Yeah. I definitely see that thread in your work and how community and activism is so central and bringing people together and just like showing the beauty and the strength of community. So I didn't know that story. That's so interesting to know that it started when you were 14, when you had this space. Yeah. I mean, I was, it it was, um, you know, it was everybody, you know, like that was the beautiful thing about Medusa's. It was everyone, you know, it was like people from all over the city, mm-hmm. people from all over the city. People would come from all different states to come there. So you met, I mean, I was exposed to something that I don't think a whole lot of people in the city of Chicago have ever experienced because we're so segregated in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And Medusa's brought everybody everybody was there so it was so beautiful to be a part of that space and I've been and when I look back after Dave died I was like dang that's what I've been doing I'm gonna try to (laughs) you know definitely uh, and using my dad's photography you know my dad was a photographer and that's what really inspired me to just to really you know look at photography as being my medium you know, mm-hmm. I, you know I, I ran away from it, from it forever. Right. Cause uh, you know, that's people just thought that that's what me and my sister were going to do. It was like, Oh, your dad's a photographer. Oh yeah. You know? So I just kind of was like, yeah, whatever. I'm not doing that. You know? Mm-hmm. And I played with it a little, a little bit. My dad showed me a few things when I was younger, but you know, I never really got into it until he died. And then, then I just fell in love with it as photography is so it's really simple, you know, it's simple, it's mm-hmm. you know, there's so much beauty and just tones and light and color and, you know, and, and a camera could capture that. And, you know, most people get it, you know, it's not abstract or, you know, yeah, that, you know, it's not like high level. It's very universal. Yeah. So it's, it's when I started to see the power in photography, that's when I started to use that as a way to create 
beauty in the community that I live in now. Mm. Yes. Can you talk a little bit more about how your how your dad influenced your path? I know now your work is very central around his work and his photography, but I'm curious to know, like, how did that early influence of seeing him as an artist kind of inadvertently or maybe very distinctly um, directed your path to where you are now? Yeah. So, you know, I I think what I really got from my dad was that it's possible. Mm -hmm. What I mean is it's possible to be successful and be an artist because my dad was, he was a successful artist. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's what I got from it. And so, you know, it wasn't, I've never been afraid to, to do something out of the norm. You know, I've never been afraid to take those steps in those directions because I, I saw my dad do it, you know, and he mm-hmm. worked a lot, you know, it was, it was, I'm sure it was really uh, challenging for him at times, but he still did it, you know, um, until I think until he was just like tired of it. And it was, you know, he just got worn out, you know, yeah. that's the other, that's the flip side is that the amount of energy and time and effort that you have, that the artists put into their art and in America is, you know, artists, you know, when you tell somebody you're an artist, it's like, oh, you're poor. Exactly. Oh, you're poor, you know? So if you're constantly hearing that, you know, it does, it does impact people. Yeah. You know, And, and if you're, and if you're black or brown or foreign, you know, then it's like, you know, you got all these other obstacles that you got to get through too, you know? So my dad, since he was, he was Jamaican and he wasn't educated. He taught himself how to, how to print, how to take pictures. He, he taught himself everything. So he wasn't connected to the institutional kind of artist type of situation. You know, mm-hmm. so he was, he was pretty much a renegade you know and yeah sounds like it so you know um and he was such a giving person too like I've heard from other artists that work with them like he would share he would share like how he got the stuff that he got and you know and you know like one of his friends told me he's like you don't do that you don't share artists at that time because you had your secrets you know Mm. how you did what you did and you know, and my dad was very open and he would share with people and he had a, he had a bunch of artists that he apprenticed to. So, you know, it's like, you know, coming from that, I knew it was possible. You know, I knew, I know it's possible to actually to do the work. And, and uh, that's kind of like what I've been doing is not only supporting, you know, my own arts and, you know, uh, creating wealth for my family through my father's art, but also sharing with other artists and sharing resources. Cause that, you know, that's what I think we get, you know, it's hard when you're artists to share because you're a lot of time you're going up against other artists, you know, so mm-hmm. competition to, to there. But I think if we all this work together, I mean, we can all get a piece. So, it's so abundant out here. 
Absolutely. I'm a firm believer of that, that there's enough for all of us to thrive. It doesn't have to be one success story, which is why I'm so happy you're on here, because I think it's important to show that it's possible to be a successful artist and make money. You don't have to be starving and struggling. And it's it's hard, no yeah. doubt. Right. But, you know, it can be easier. You can make money. It's not impossible. So hearing stories like that, I think it's super important to spread the word and let people know because I think that's what stops people from like following their creative instincts because they don't think it's possible. So I love that story. And your dad is amazing. I wish I had met him before he passed. Yeah, I I wish I was able to share him with Mm. the world, you know? And that's what I'm doing with his art because he did leave behind a piece of himself. And it's so much fun to like learn more about him now that he's gone. You know, I, I I feel like when I look at his work that he's letting me into a piece of his hidden self. Yeah. And so like, I, I just feel so blessed to be able to, to be on this journey, looking through his work, you know, and, and, and sharing it with the world so they could also get uh, a piece of him too. You know. Yes. Thank you for sharing your work, his work with the world, because I think that it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I was checking out some of his photography and it's really striking. Yeah, like um, he really developed himself. Yeah. Like a lot of the images that he took of the musician series, like he was in a he was in a black room. He didn't have mm-hmm. he didn't have a flash. He didn't have any of those things. So he used what was in the room to create those images. That's, that's, that's like on another level. It's amazing. Complete other level. So, you know, people need to see that. Yes. To see it. So, yes. So I know that your, your company VS Creative Consulting LLC is one way for you to kind of share your father's work and you do other work with that. Can you talk more about your business and how it got started? Sure. So I started <laughs> I started it because I was working in a nonprofit here in Austin and they let me go. Mm-hmm. And so I was collecting unemployment and I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that again. Like, I, 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 I'm not, not going to work for people like that anymore. Yeah. yeah. I was complete. I was just like, I'm done. You know, nothing that they did, but it was more so what, what was the next step for me? You know, mm-hmm. so I just said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, create this LLC. I don't know what the heck I'm going to do with it. I'm just going to do it. So I did it and I sat on it for about eight months and I didn't do anything with it. And that in that time I was working with this other uh, artist in Austin um, on this other project and that didn't work, you know? So, so I was like, oh, okay, great. So let me go back to that. I got right. So I just sat down and really looked at the things that I'm really good at and what I like to do. And so community engagement is one uh, public art is another one. Um, project management. I love managing art projects and doing things in the community. Mm-hmm. And I love talking to people. 
I love, you know, like I love learning about folks and what they do and, you know, what, what's working and not working in their life and what, what can I help get them to see about themselves? Like what, what can they discover through our conversations about themselves? You know, yeah, it's like, it's beautiful to watch someone discover something about who they are. Um, So I wanted to do that. So So I just put it together. I said, okay, well, I'm gonna manage my dad's work. So what I do is artist management. And then um, I do project management, which also includes like community engagement. And then um, the last part is coaching. So I do like, it's also part of the artist management. So when I manage artists, I also coach them too. um, Cause I think that everyone needs a coach. Yes. And I also think that artists need, they need a coach. That's part of the reason why we have such a hard time is because we have no coaching, no, nothing. You know, we're out here on our own a lot of times. Trying to figure it out alone. And that's the hardest thing to do. Right. So I'm like, if I give that to artists, I think that can really strengthen them to see who they are for themselves. You know what I mean? So so that's my business. Um, and then what I've been doing with it now, I manage, my business manages the special service area uh, in Austin. So it's SSA 72. And that's just a business improvement district. So between uh, uh, Cicero and Central on Chicago Avenue is a, is a business improvement district. So what I do is just, work with those businesses and help to create opportunities and other, you know, improvements on that corridor. It's a lot of fun, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's also bringing resources to the community, which I love. And then also helping to beautify the corridor, which I absolutely, you know, that just help with business, you know, walkability, everything, you know, so I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I just had a mural unveiled yesterday that I worked with a group. It's a beautiful mural. Yes, where is it? Uh, it's on um, 4922 West Chicago Avenue. It's just a building. It's right next to a fire station. And it has this huge wall that's that you can see from Cicero if you're coming down Chicago Avenue going west. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. It's like I had a friend of mine last year. He did a sculpture, Keith Brownlee. And he's also from the West Side and he's a brother and he's self-taught and he's an amazing artist. He created this um, Pharaoh kind of sculpture that he hung on the wall. Ooh. And it's beautiful. And then, and then we wanted to complete it. So I reached out to a, a group of artists and they, they completed it by putting a face on the wall and the, the sculpture is an earring and it's so dope. Like, I mean, it's, and it's black, it's a black, it's a big black woman with Afro puffs. And you yes. Know. Oh, I have to check this out. Oh, it's so beautiful. I'll send you a picture of it so you can see it. Please. Girl, it's beautiful. And everyone is so excited when they see it. I have had so many great responses from it because that, uh, you know, it's, it's a big, huge mural of a black woman. Mm. you know and I'm just like that's what I'm talking about yes that's how we promote our community that's how we 
get artist resources. That's how we identify with people can identify with those images and feel good about where they live. You know, like it's such a, it's, a, it's an amazing thing what art could do just by driving down the street and seeing that it just, uh, it brightens your day. Yeah. Things are possible. You know, you're going to want to see, you're going to tell your friends about it. You're going to be excited. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. The- it's so important to have that beauty and that possibility around you and to see that it's yeah. powerful and it makes people, you know, believe in their, you know, possibilities for their own lives. So yeah. I think it's I think it's great the work that you do. Thank I'm you. curious to know more about why the West Side, why Austin, why are you focusing on that area of Chicago? That's a good question. So, I've lived all over. I've lived, you know, I grew up in Lakeview. I went to Von Steuben High School. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to Oscar Mayer uh, Magnet Grade School, which is by the. I mean, I lived on the North Side pretty much my whole life, right? Mm-hmm. And then I got married and I lived South and we lived in West Pullman, which is like the hundreds, you know? So it was like, right. <laughs> um, and then after my dad died, well, but before then, they, my mom and my sister and my dad moved to Austin in, in, in the early 2000s. And so I just, you know, I, I moved in with them after I separated from my husband and, and girl, it was, it, the people there, I've never experienced people like on the West side. Mm. I mean, it's, it's like, there is such an authenticity about people that was so just, it, it is, it, 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 I felt like I was at home. Yes. That's, that's what it felt like for me. You know, like it felt like, you know, like, walking across the streets to my, my neighbor's house, we'd sit on her porch and drink wine and talk, you know, you know, just walking down the street, seeing people on the street. So everyone say hi to each other, you know, um, just the, just the, the candor and just the honesty that people have. It was just beautiful, you know, and, 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 and I just, when I, I felt like I was home, you know, like I, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And, and and I was just like, there's so many opportunities here. There's so many beautiful houses here. Like I just couldn't believe how like all these beautiful buildings that are still standing. It's not like Inglewood or on the south side, you know, Inglewood is people I often compare Inglewood to, to the west side, you know, but the, in Inglewood, there's there's like blocks and blocks and blocks of like nothing, you know. Like this one building on a block is mm-hmm. blown up. You know what I mean? It's like, but on the west side, it's not like that. It's it's their houses everywhere. There's hardly any vacant lots. You know, um, people just like really know each other and their neighbors, and they you know like they just really there's a sense of community there that just felt so appealing to me. So that's why I moved there. Yeah. I moved here. That's where I am now. That's beautiful. I live close to, I live in Oak Park. So yeah, it's right off of Austin. Actually, I live close to Austin and North Avenue. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, 
Oak Park is totally different than living like in the west side of Chicago. But because the divide, the line is so close to each other, when I was growing up, I had friends who were, you know, all over the mm-hmm. city of West Side, I should say, and in Oak Park. And there was just this, I don't know, this energy I felt whenever I was over there with my friends, when I would go like hang out with my girls at their house on the West Side, and we would just kick it. It just felt so different than being in Oak Park at that time and having that having that like distinct environment where I felt like I was part of her family and I could like just go over and I knew people on her block and we could hang out and it was just like I could walk to her house after school and we would just hang out and that just that sense of community I didn't feel in Oak Park which is weird because it's a it's a suburb right Um, But I didn't feel that same energy. So it's interesting that you say that, that you felt like it was home and you felt just like, you know, how nice and, you know, everyone was there and supportive and all that, because I felt a little bit of that, too. So I get it. It's very inviting. It is. That's a good word. Yes. Yes. Invited. Yes. Yes. You know, especially doing community engagement work, it's it is definitely a challenge because like folks don't really trust people in that space because, mm-hmm. you know, I think people have said a lot of things and they haven't delivered what they said they were going to do. So like people are really, uh, you know, hesitant to really get close to folks. But what I've discovered is like, if if I just stick around and just show up and care and love, those people will do the same thing for me. Yeah. Same. That's it. I mean, they'll do the exact same thing back. And so I, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to show up. And that's what I've been doing for the last seven years. And I have now have such a rich relationship with the people in the community. And I, you know, I, I I love it. I enjoy it. And this is the community that I've been, you know, looking for my whole life since the Medusas, you know, like, and that's, mm. that's what I love about it. Full circle. Yes. Yeah. Full circle. Absolutely. I love that because it starts with relationships, right? That's how you build the trust. It can't be a drop-in, drop-out type of thing. You have to be authentic. And I feel that in you and everything that you do. It's real and honest. And, you know, you want to get to know people. So I think that's that's where it starts. Yeah, absolutely. So talking more about you and your business, I'm curious to know how do you balance it all? Because it sounds like you're doing a lot of, you know, community activism, you're doing murals, you're also doing all of this work in Austin. How do you balance that with um, maintaining your business and your art practice? Um, well, that's that's a good question. Um, I've been really looking at that lately because I haven't, I haven't really been doing my art. Mm-hmm. I this is something that a lot of artists struggle with, you know, like how do I balance business and art? And um, what I discovered is that I, I really just got to put the time aside to do it, you know, uh, and find other ways to uh, just create 
different pathways, right? So I'm not like, um, how do I say it? So, so I'm creative in everything that I do, right? So I get that that part of um, just being an artist is also, you know, it's it's about creating opportunities, creating new art. And sometimes I'm not the actual, uh, like I'm not creating the actual art itself, but what I'm doing is I'm, I'm curating different spaces, which is to me, that's, that's an artistry that comes, that, that is. So I, I guess what I'm doing is developing nif- different mediums, you know, through my business, because then, then I can still be creative and I, and I consider anything that one does that's creative is, is art, right? So um, that's one way. But the other thing that I've been doing um, is is really looking at how I can create art within the business that I'm doing. So um, for this last quarter, what I'm gonna do, cause I was like, I gotta do something because I feel like I'm missing something, you know? Mm-hmm. Being an artist, I'm like, I'm missing something. What's, you know, I look through my dad's stuff a lot. I, you know, I create all these other opportunities for artists with murals and yeah, like other spaces, you know, which is, is, which is a curator. Right. However, I'm a photographer. Like I, I want to take some pictures. So I just, just going to, I'm going to buy me a new camera. This is camera that I want that I've been wanting for a while. And it's a smaller camera. It's not like this big SLR, a digital DSLR camera but something small that I could just put in like my pocket to use that as a you know as I'm going through my day to start shooting you know and discovering what that looks like so I guess it's like using my business or using the spaces that I'm in to create art yeah I see it's totally connected yeah but I understand your craving for your to make your own work. And I feel like that's such a great idea to just buy your own camera and go out there. And while you're doing all your other work, you can take pictures and it's seamless that way. It doesn't feel like you have to necessarily carve out time to do it. Right. It's, it's you're doing it all at the same time. So I think that's really smart because it is hard, you know, to balance it all and to take care of ourselves. And being a creative takes a lot of energy out of us. Yeah. So I always, I'm always for make it simple, figure out how to like combine the two or dedicate specific time to do it or something so that it doesn't feel like this huge lift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's really it. Like, how do I continue to be an artist and be a business person? And I think that that's, that's what artists struggle with a lot, you know, is how to balance those two things. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to just being in the community and taking, uh, using my art too, is, you know, like using it, I could take pictures, like I'm walking down the street, I could take a picture, you know, like why not? And that's the art I love, you know, like I, I'm really into, I love street photography 
And, you know, that to me is really compelling. I was just thinking that you would be so good at that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that, girl. That's Make sure you send me your pictures when you start taking them. I want to yeah. see all of your beauty work. <laughs> yes, I will definitely. I, you know, I, I'm yes. going to share it with people because Please. You know, the West Side is, um, it's a very special space. Um, mm. It's very, you know, like, there's a lot that goes on here that people don't know about. Like people always, folks here say that they're like the forgotten stepchild, you know? Mm. And um, and you could kind of see it in a lot of the, in, in a lot of how people move, you know? Yeah, so interesting. It's almost like you're, you're putting out a love story about Austin to the world, like your love for Austin, you're sharing that. And I think that's why it feels so, I don't know, what's the word? Just so honest, because mm-hmm. I can like see how much you honor, you know, the people and the communities and the artists that you're working with. It's really mm-hmm. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So, Moving on to just kind of the business elements of a little bit more, because I know there's a lot of artists who are in this phase struggling and not quite sure, like, what's the next step? What's the next move? So I'm curious to know, how did how have you overcome challenges starting your business and moving into the creative entrepreneurial realm? Because, you know, I know there's big and small things that could happen, but I'm really curious to know, like, how do you move past them? Because sometimes we get stuck or we overthink so how do you move past and overcome challenges that come up I you know it's a good question I don't really I guess I do think about I'm looking I'm, I'm looking at a, a a challenge that I had um one of the things that I do a lot of is like I take on a lot um because I see the opportunity in those and those different things that I'm interested in. And I have a lot of different interests. So that is something that I have a challenge with. And um, I find myself overwhelmed at times. Um, I'm also a mother, right? So I have two children who are at home with me. uh, Now that we're still in this state of COVID, so I'm, you know, it, there's a lot of really challenging things happening right now, and then you know my 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 sense of myself is like I feel like there's so much that needs to get done, you know. So I like take on like all of these projects, and then I lay in my bed and I'm like, what the hell did I just do? Crap! Now I got all this stuff I got to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yes, I know exactly what you mean. And so um, then I say to myself, like, okay, so Vanessa, if you couldn't do it, then why did you say yes to it? You know, I'm like, can, can you actually do that? So like, for instance, I am leading this effort with, with working with um, the Canine Center for the Arts to create a a symposium on racial reconciliation. And I was, the the space is amazing. It's an 850 seat theater 
right smack dab on the middle of the west side. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful space. And they're they just opened they just opened last year. So they're still looking at like what they're gonna do with the space, right? So I'm I'm looking at the opportunity. I'm like, ooh, it's great, you know. So I thought, you know, I was like, oh, I could do this, you know. I could run this these little meetings and ask the people to come and blah blah blah. And and I did that. And in the middle of it, I just got so like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like, and so what I really got was this. Fear jumped into the mix. Mm. That's what it was. It was scared. I was scared. Yeah. Scared because I didn't want to screw it up or I didn't want to like mess things up or, you know, whatever. I'm not good enough. Whatever showed up had me scared. Right. So I just started like really looking at that fear. Where did it come from? Like, you know, really looking within myself and reflecting on that. And, and then I started to see that that's not me. That fear is not me. It's just something that my mind created. Right. Something that some story to keep me comfortable and not out here with people, not out here doing this work. Right. Right. So I just, girl, I just said, uh, okay, thank you for sharing. And I just moved that out the way and I showed up. And then people started picking up the work for me. You know, they're like, Vanessa, I'll do that. Vanessa, I'll do that. Vanessa, I do that. And and now what I'm really doing is um, what I'm really doing is just delegating the work to the people who are who who want to do the work. You know what I mean? It's not all on me. It's not, I, you know, so I, I don't feel that pressure. I don't feel that overwhelm. I don't, I don't feel that anymore. Because I first reflected on what it was. And then once I discovered it was, I'm just scared, you know, for whatever reason or excuse or whatever that shows up. Well, I'm like, wait a minute, but that's not me. So I, you know, I think that that's really it. Like, you know, like I think artists, we're, we're so in tune with our feelings that our feelings have a tendency to take us out. Yes, exactly. And so those feelings are just that. They're not real. They're just indicators that there's something for you to look at in that space. That's it. Oh, you're preaching. So, you know, like, and we're not taught how to deal with our feelings, right? Like human beings aren't taught. We're not there's, there's no development in how to deal with feelings. We just feel them. And then either we sit in the feeling or we ignore it. You know, we don't ever really deal with it or look at it. Um, and so that's what I've been doing. That's what I do. I just look at it and I take the time and I feel it. And I say, okay, that's what that is. Okay. Now that I know what it is, now I can move out of it. 
Oh, Vanessa, I am so happy you are touching on this because I think this is so, so, so important. Fear and how it shows up in our life and how it can stop us. Mm -hmm. And two things that you said that really resonated with me was how you didn't ignore or move past the feelings that were coming up that you realized was fear. You stopped and you reflected about what it meant. That is huge because so many of us have this anxiety or this imposter syndrome or self-doubt or whatever that comes up and we're just like, oh, I'm not good enough. And then you just stop or you just forget about it and you don't try anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I respect that you stopped and reflected about what this means and where it's coming from. That is huge. Thank and then the, the other thing that really kind of resonated with me was that you are able to move through your fear, right? You Once you recognized what was happening and you took that time to recognize what was happening, you kept it moving. You didn't let that stop you. And I think that's important because, you know, I think there's this idea that when fear comes up, it's telling you to stop or that there's something wrong or that you shouldn't do it. And I don't believe that at all. I think it's an indicator that there's something there. Like you just said, there's there's something that you should be tapping into or there's something that you should be um, understanding or whatever. There's something there that you should you should lean into. Mm-hmm. And that's where the magic happens. Yeah, I mean, th- are, we're made up <sighs> to be scared. That's just a part of the human experience. Biological, yep. And so... I've always, well, not always, I mean, just in the last, I say three years, I've been really looking at like how I move within that space of fear. <clears throat> and I noticed that I stop a lot, you know, like I, I stop. Um, and that's okay too. Like, I, you know, like that, I think that um, for a lot of people that I met, you know, like I think that it's, it, there's there's nothing wrong with fear, and I think that that that's the, that's really it, right? Because right. It, because I think what people start feeling is like there's something wrong with them, right? There's you know something not right, and if you take the morality out of it, like let's not, you know, morality is something that we created, you know, that's some that's something man created, like that's if you take that out of the conversation and really look at the, um, just whatever it is that you're going through, it's okay. It's okay to have these feelings. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to have anxiety. It's okay to be mad. It's okay to be scared. It's, you know, like be sad. It's like, it's okay to be those things. Right. But it's just not staying there so long. Like don't stay in that so long mm. that's what I tell people I, you know like like I, I'll talk to folks and they're you know and they'll they'll share with me what, what they're going through and I'm just like that's great that you see that and you're voicing it and you're saying it you know like say it like don't don't be like most Americans and they say oh, I'm fine I'm, you know, I'm fine you know like no right you're not fine it's okay but but acknowledge it say mm-hmm. you know I feel shitty today or I feel, you know, like I don't, I don't want to do it or, you know, whatever is there in that space, because then you can, you can actually 
create something else. Mm. Create something new. If you just acknowledge that. And that's what we don't do. We hide from it. Yes. We hide, we avoid it. Like, oh, I'm not dealing with that. Right. And you can see it all over the place. Like that's that's why this country is the way it is. It's because mm-hmm. they're not dealing with themselves. They're not dealing with what's inside of themselves. They they're 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 hiding and they're avoiding it. And you know, so I mean, if we just look at it for a minute, you don't have to look for a long time, but just look, you know, look and look. That's all I do most of the time. I you know, like I, I, I get really nervous when I talk to people. I get really, really nervous, you know? So I had to, to really look at like, what's there? Why do I have this anxiety? What What's there for me? And, it, and it's like, I don't, you know, what shows up is like, I don't feel good enough. To, why are they asking me to do it? Like, what do I have to bring to this conversation? Mm-hmm. And that's mind chatter. That's just... This is mind chatter. It's mind trash. It's like just sitting here, just and I'm just like, you know what? Be quiet. Yeah. Tell it to thank you for sharing and move on. Right. Have a seat. Not today. Yeah. And so that's something that has to be developed with it. I mean, that takes time. Yeah. Develop those masteries, right? Because what I'm what I'm seeing that I'm doing is mastering my mind. Like mind mastery is just really being aware and present and paying attention, you know, and we, and, you know, humans, the way that the human brain is made up, it's made up for us to not even look, go there. You know, like that's the way that the brain is like, no, you stay comfortable, you know, but the growth is in being uncomfortable. That's where growth is. Yes. Oh, I can talk about this all day. I love this topic so yeah. much. Yeah. And I'm I'm like so much truth in what you're saying. Uh, thank you for being so vulnerable also and sharing like, you know, how you're feeling and like things that you that come up because I think it's so relatable. I feel that way too. Everybody feels these things. Yeah. Absolutely. But no one talks about it. That's the thing. Let's talk about it more with each other. The sharing part is the that's where we connect, right? Mm -hmm. I connect with you when I share my inner self. Mm -hmm. Stuff that that my mind is saying saying to me, like, you don't want to say that. You're gonna look Mm -hmm. Or you don't want to say that. Yeah. It's like, no, those are the, those are the spaces that connect us. That's how we get connected is in that vulnerability. Yes. Parts of us that everybody else has. Everybody feels the same way. That's the thing. You know, but if we don't start really opening up and sharing with each other, these things, we're going to continue to be on the path of destruction mm-hmm. like we're, we're going to destroy ourselves if we don't realize that and so I at, at more and more I'm seeing more and more people really being honest about how they're feeling and just being with that that feeling just yeah. be with it for a minute man just be with it hmm. okay it's not gonna eat you up you're not gonna die from feeling your feelings <laughs> 
it's for real oh my god I wish I could just like carry which carry you with me everywhere I go because this is so important to hear um thank you you, Vanessa yeah yeah, it's really important because I think um we're not beings that are on an island Mm -hmm. we're on a planet together Mm -hmm. all of us want the same things everybody on the planet does and once I started to see that like everybody wants to have a safe place to live everybody wants to have food and in their fridge and on the table everybody wants their kids to to prosper everybody wants to have a house a home a good job everybody wants that Everybody wants the same thing. I mean, the basic stuff we all do. Yeah. You know, so why we need to work with each other in order for us to like have a planet that's alive and living. Absolutely. We have more in common than we have different. You know what I mean? And if we could all just see how connected we are, like how interconnected we are, I think the world would be so much better because you realize your actions, you know, affects and curates another situation happening and so yeah that's that's another one of my core beliefs to like you know how connected we all are so I believe everyone should be happy everyone should have you know just basic needs met but not only that I feel like everyone should have their own purposeful life whatever that means for them so like go after what's what drives your passions or what your purpose is because I believe everyone deserves that and when you don't that's when you start seeing you know people doing destructive things because they they know they're not living up to their highest potential yeah yeah so I do want to give you an opportunity to talk about just projects that you have coming up how can people stay connected to you after this podcast so what I have coming up let's see um the symposium on racial reconciliation is on November 5th, which is next Thursday from 10 to like 2.30. You can get more information on um, the K. Ryan Center for the Arts website, which is K. Ryan, K-E-H-R-E-I-N center.com. Um, so that is through the Austin Renaissance Council, which is a group, a board. It's a, you know, the board for the actual theater. Um, so I'm really excited about that because I love having uncomfortable conversations with people. <laughs> uh, because that's where the growth is. Yes. We need to be uncomfortable. So it's the start of many conversations, but we're really looking to put really action behind these conversations. I think, you know, in many spaces when it comes to, you know, th- you know, these race conversations we've been having forever, you know, like, you know, but I want to see something happen with it, you know? So, so we're looking to connect the participants from the, from the actual symposium to opportunities in Austin with the Austin Forward Together plan, which is was created by the community. Um, and it's a quality of life plan, it's a community plan. 
So we want to connect them into that so they could get connected into the community, more resources for them and whatever kind of projects or initiatives they're working on. So that's, that is like really important is like getting the resources to the actual community and the people. Yeah, that's exciting. And is it a series? So your first one is November 5th. Is there other ones coming up after that? Yes. So we will be, we will be having more conversations next year. Um, So what those look like, we don't know yet. This is really, Mm -hmm. you know, we just, you know, it was like, they called me like, Vanessa, let's do this thing. And I said, okay. And we just kind of, we're just like working it out as we go. And I love It's like a sculpture, you know? That's how it goes. Yeah, I love organic stuff because, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen, but we all are aligned. So we're all like wanting to see an actual tangible something, you know? So that's what I love about it. So that um, I'll have more, we'll have more information. Just I would just say, check the website and um, kryncenter.com for more, you know, updated information. Yeah, I'll also link it to the show notes so people can check it out. Yeah, and so that's happening. And let's see what else is happening. Today, I'm working with a group and we're going to be giving away some uh, Halloween candy to the young people in the community. It's just going to be like a drive-by, walk-by type thing. Everything's all packed up in the bags and everything, you know, using social distancing and all of those measures that the city has put forth. So we're going to be doing that today um, just to get, you know, especially kids, you know, this has been really hard for kids, the, you know, COVID and stuff. So we just kind of want to give them some sense of normalcy. Yeah. And so that is happening today. Um, uh, Pop courts, which the, we had a groundbreaking last Saturday on the corner of Chicago and Lockwood. And this is going to be like an outdoor event pop-up space. And um, I worked with the mayor's office, United Way, Austin coming together, Department of Planning, Westside Health Authority, like with a bunch of organizations to help create this outdoor event space. I'm really excited. It'll be completed in the spring of next year. Um, so we're, we're looking to also uh, fundraise. We're fundraising to, to do the art on the walls and on the ground. Um, it's the first of its kind. The, the Chicago Department of Transportation doesn't like to do art on the ground or in the street because it can, you know, it's just different. Chicago, they don't do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so really excited about that. Congrats on that. Yeah, that's huge because it is. It's a space where artists can be. And that's, you know, that's what I'm looking for is to connect artists that live in the community to these opportunities so they can, you know, they could be a part of the growing Austin community or the just the yeah, growing and just us, you know, with this, all these different initiatives and, and, and development happening, you know, it's important to connect the, the people in the community to these opportunities. 
And so that's it, really. I mean, you know, just closing out the year. I mean, you know, just doing one or two things. Those are all amazing. (laughs) I mean, there's some really cool stuff coming in 2021, which I'm really excited about. I'm working with a book publisher to publish some of my dad's work. Ooh, you have to come back on and talk about that. That's happening next year. We're looking to have a couple of exhibitions I'm also working with a a really old and great friend of mine on some other types of um, merchandise of my, for my dad's work. So we'll be, you know, selling some of his images and doing like shirts and all different types of fun stuff that people like to purchase. Um, Yeah. Just, you know, continue to expand my business, you know, working closer with my sister, which I'm excited about. Uh, she's amazing and is like I've always wanted she's my older sister and she is like one of the most creative people I've ever met in my life she could do anything she sews crochets knits you know she just makes stuff she gardens she's a carpenter you know like she just you know she's pretty dope so you know I'm excited to be working with her on you know my dad's project and you know, continue to bring opportunities to artists and, and the residents of the West Side. Ah, dope. Mm-hmm. You are giving me so much life right now. I'm so excited for all that you have coming up and are currently doing. We will uh, make sure we link all of the projects so people can check them out. Thank you so much for taking your time to come on here and talk with me, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. You know, I love conversations well as you can tell you know I love talking but I you know I just love rich you know introspective conversations that make people really delve into themselves and discover who they are so you know thank you for for you know allowing me to be here with you and you know just continue to discover who we are Love it so much. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye. See you next week. Same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.